0: Should you outsource your marketing or take it in-house? Then there's another option you haven't considered. Have you considered marketing coaching? We talk about that. Plus, we talk about some big updates from Google, all that and a whole lot more in this episode of Inbound Buzz. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz podcast, your weekly jolt of all things digital and inbound marketing. Brought to you by redpandas.com.au. Now for your host and co-founder of Red Pandas, Moby Sadiq. Welcome to Inbound Bars. My name is Moby Sadiq and I'm joined by a slightly injured and maybe fatigued Tony Cow. Tony, how are you doing today,
1: man? What happened to you? Um, just been rolling in jiu-jitsu like daily and I just got hurt the, the other night. So I, you I think you're undercooking it. You you had cracked ribs. Yeah, I broke uh well, just fractured ribs and a busted knee, and I gotta get my foot checked for stress fractures. So I'm trying to compete, you know, in December, but it looks like maybe it's not gonna happen.
0: Man, a hard man, hard but man.
1: I got my two stripes. There you go. Yeah, there you go. You
0: bled, it. you broke for those stripes. 100%. Well, this is a... I have a little surprise for you, Tony. I um, You don't know this. I plan to give you something. Hold on. I've got a gift for you. It's called The Art of War. I know you might have this, but this is a special edition one. It's got uh 52 cards with wisdom from Sun Tzu. Nice. And it's got some illustrations, like a, a classic special edition one. But um, I know you're a fan and I thought... The warrior you are, I wanted to give Thank you this on the show.
1: Thank you so much. Well, I, I'm, I'm like surprised. What the? <laughs> yeah, you can tell. Like Tony's not
0: a good actor. I'm surprising with it. But anyway. You, you know, can,
1: you it's can. funny because like like as a CEO and I just want everyone to know, Moby's always buying stuff for me, books and stuff and shouting lunch today and giving gifts. He's full of shit. He's just... No, nah, no, nah, seriously. So thanks There's, for No that. more raises this year, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm such all a good, good CEO.
0: All good. all good, all good. All
1: right, let's kick it into the news, Buzz. What do we got? What are we talking about now? Okay, so today's. Um, news buzz we're going to start with the great reset silicon valley 20 years booms end so there's a lot of things happening in silicon valley right now right there's a lot of uh, tech giant tech companies you know um, sacking their staff, you know that's as aggressive as I can say. So you got Meta, Google, Amazon, Salesforce, Twitter, Netflix, Robinhood, Stripe, Coinbase, and the list goes on. They're starting to, you know, like get rid of their staff, and that's alarm bells ringing for me because, like, in marketing, in digital marketing, in Facebook, you know, you got Google. I feel like there's this big connection between us and the tech world, and now they're losing, you know, still getting rid of their staff so like it's interesting because i don't know what's next in the next few years they've been growing for the past decade like exponential growth now they're slowing down so i disagree a little bit on that tony and i'll tell you why because i think you got to consider in the
0: context of the macro environment we've got this credit crunch right um, and, you know, anyone who follows economics knows this was going to happen eventually. America was printing, printing money. It's not an economic show. I won't get too deep into it. But, you know, that's in- increased inflation. Mm. Inflation is crazy, right? 7 8 9%, whatever it is right now. So, that has put on a credit crunch. The thing is, Tony, a lot of these companies were inflated. Yes. Now, I got a lot of slack on uh, TikTok because I was defending Elon Musk because people were talking last episode around will Twitter fail? You know, everyone's like, oh, you know, Twitter's going to fail with Elon at the helm and, you know, you should go watch episode 127 if you're interested. But I pretty much said, guys, he's the king of free PR. He knows how to spin. You don't become the richest man on earth and start all these businesses by by being an unhinged idiot, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking about that. So he comes in and he fires half of Twitter. And then also there was like uh, a... (laughs) She the, the woman was fired, I think, like a day after she put this Twitter up of a day in the life and she walks in, she has brunch, she's got time for brunch, wow. she has yoga and like she's doing all these activities and it's like, you know, when are you going to take a break from your break to do some work? <laughs> so the thing is, Tony, a lot of these companies were inflated, were puffed up for a long time. Now, it will be interesting to see if that cascades and happens in other industries in australia we're not really feeling that right now our business partners in america they are talking about this but i i think i think it's we can't conflate it with everything i think a lot of these companies have been have had it cushy for too long they had so much money available so they threw money they threw perks mm. they threw cafes yep. and just to try to get people happy and what they're realizing that at some point you have to have productive
1: people So,
0: it's interesting. Nothing to be concerned about? I don't think so. I really don't think so. I think it's a credit crunch. I think, and the thing is, in Silicon Valley and these big companies, you know, they start looking at what everyone else is doing. So, you know, Meta had issues, right? You know, their Metaverse is not doing as well as they should. Mm. With Elon, Elon has issues as well. Well, He's got issues with the way Twitter was kind of, you know, running. So, now other companies are like, oh, you know what? We want to also get rid of our weight. So, it's a little bit of, you know what's happening in the space yeah. yeah
1: interesting it's good to keep an eye i love that sort of um stuff in that industry so moving on 10 reviews gives you a ranking boost in the google local results study says so uh joy hawkins and her team published another local ranking study that this one says that uh, hitting 10 reviews to your local listings will will result in a ranking boost in the google local results anything more doesn't really help so that's really interesting yeah,
0: I mean, so what Joy Hawkins found in the study is essentially if you get 10, it helps you in the local search results. It doesn't actually help you in the local packs. It doesn't help you in normal SEO and it doesn't necessarily help you in Google Maps ranking as well. No. Now, even in the article, it talks about the fact that, you know, Google isn't the type of company that says, oh, once you hit 10, but there is a strong correlation from this study for sure, for sure, mm-hmm. 100%. So having, if you have no reviews, getting more than 10 is going to help you in the local search results. Yeah.
1: So, companies should continue to get you know, 100, 200. You see those local rankings, uh, local restaurants, your 2, 3, 400, keep going at it? Well, or? see, the thing is Google looks for signals. Mm. So, you know, so like
0: social proof is a signal. So, if there's nothing else, particularly in an industry that's very competitive, reviews are always going to help. Absolutely, they're going to help. So, a lot of our clients have marketing automation or HubSpot. You know we'll say pick a moment of truth try to put reviews on autopilot so for one example is we do a lot of work in the education space and we say send the the students an email not when they're most stressed not when like they're doing exams maybe the day after they graduate how's your experience if they click five stars in an email then we send them to a page that tells you tells them how to review you if they do three or less we send them to a form where then you can address it. So there's ways you can use automation to really
1: like, you know, put positive reviews on autopilot. Fantastic. And just on top of that, apparently the um, keywords in the reviews don't help any you know keyword rankings and anything. So that was interesting um, that they spoke about. Moving on, Google, links will be less important as a ranking factor in the future. And it's funny because back in the days when Matt Cutts, if you guys don't know, Matt Cutts was sitting on the board with, in, in charge of SEO search. He spoke about this from day one, not about backlinks, but about good content. And we're still talking about it to this day, Moby. Huh? How interesting is that?
0: Man, every time we talk about SEO, I cop so much hate and shit on TikTok. So much. People are like, oh, SEO, SEO. And it's like, guys, you need to calm down. Like, So you're 100% right google needs to rely on signals because they the algorithm wasn't smart enough right to figure it out so it's like okay what are we going to rely on a signal for trust uh links okay let's you know let's make the hypothesis that if a website has links uh, linking to it it must be a good thing what did marketers do they ruined it like they ruined everything yeah right so then google got smarter and smarter and saying okay these are high quality links or these are linked links related to what you're talking about. We're going to value those. Now, those are still valuable, but what Google is telling you is once it figures out to be smart enough that it doesn't need to rely on links, it's not going to rely on them anymore. Like John Mueller, you know, clearly says, my guess is it's over time. It won't be such a big factor as it is today. I think that's something that's already been changing quite a bit. So the algorithm getting smarter and smarter, there's this, we've got the helpful content update that came out as well. So, Answering biased questions, we talk about this all the time. They ask you answer is the way to go. Backlinks, you don't rank just because of backlinks. They're going to get progressively less and less important. And now we have the proof.
1: And also, like just with more proof from that, yeah, you know, I'll um some of our clients just do a lot of content blogging and all that and they're ranking and they're getting so much traffic it's like a boost in traffic just from content not from backlinking but from content so it's very like interesting like you know just yeah. to connect uh, to it's, it's one of those things it's, it's so hard to have like a one
0: sentence answer or even to do a short TikTok on this stuff because it's not simply black and white mm. now if you're doing say you're an industry where you're I don't know like a very boring industry you're like manufacturers yeah, or your industrial grains yeah. or something, right? Apologies for any industrial grain people out there. But like when no one does any marketing, mm. you do nothing. And you add a bit of H1s and some keywords and you do some backlinks. Yeah, you're going to outrank other people. But in most industries where it's competitive, it's not going to freaking work. And again, Google looks for what whatever it can grab onto that tells that you are a reputable source. Mm. So... You know, so of course, like we have clients, we do backlinking for them for sure, but we keep encouraging them to focus on content. You're right, Tony, like if you do, uh, if you could only do one thing and one thing well, and you just focused on content, that is your SEO. SEO is a byproduct. It's not what you focus on. It just happens because of good content. Mm.
1: Google test picture in picture for videos in search results. So this is interesting because I looked at the article and when I saw this video in the search um, results, it looked like a Google AdSense or spam or something. But Google is testing like videos um, popping up on their search results. Yeah, it's really interesting. So
0: uh, it's been hard to replicate this. I haven't been able to replicate this, but there are people who've seen it. So that means Google is doing beta testing. You know out there and essentially like what they're saying is you'll have these results and if you hover over the result or click on the image you know kind of like when you have when you minimize um video plays and you see video playing yeah you know in the corner that's what's sort of happening and I think this is great, Tony. I think it's great because we've been talking about video for a very long time.
1: It's it's funny as well. Merge, remember in the days when, when you had those pop-ups, like malware, and you have like a little pop-up? Yeah, I yeah. feel like they're cupping back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks spammy.
0: But because it's Google, they're going to do it in a clean way. They're going to do it in a, in a uh, resource in a less intense way, yeah. if I can say that. And um, the thing is, if you can give people an answer, and that's why we talk about snackable content all the time or giving people a preview it's going to stick out. So if you're not doing content, if you're not doing videos already, I don't know what else, you know, proof you need to get Mm. onto it, because we've spoken about this many episodes ago, even TikToks and Reels rank in search now. You know, you search for something, something comes up in Maps, you have articles that come up, but you have, you know, like shorts, Reels. uh, No, I don't think you actually have Reels, you have TikToks, and sometimes they will show up youtube result and they will trim the section in the youtube yeah. so it might be 20 minute video but they say that yeah, this section here your answer is there yeah you know so it's, it's something to look out for and also a reminder if you are doing videos, say you might already be doing them right because you're a market of you know if you're doing 2016 stuff you should be doing this stuff then you know video seo is really important mm. adding tags even in tiktok tiktok has a big character count and people are kind of confused because i don't read when i'm on tiktok i don't read the description. Well, there's a theory that TikTok has that for more rich metadata. Hmm. So we know that the younger audiences, they can, they're using TikTok as a search engine. What are they going to grab onto? The content of the video, but also the, the snippet that you have, the description that hmm. you have. Now, I'm pretty lazy. I don't do big descriptions, but maybe I should because that's the stuff that helps these algorithms determine, you know, match a video to a search query
1: interesting um yeah man that's fantastic this was a good news buzz this week quite interesting but we're going to wrap it up and we're going to move on to feature buzz marketing agencies versus marketing coaches now Moby we had asked this a lot and it's throughout the whole industry I just noticed back to front should you outsource your marketing or should you take it in-house I mean there's, there's probably almost
0: three options here right like should you just do it by yourself Should you outsource it? And then also a model that's very, very new, and this is a little bit self-serving for Red Pandas and our partner's impact, get a marketing coach. People don't realize that that's actually an option as well. I will say this just from the outset. With marketing, you're going to have to pay with time or money. Full stop. You're going to have to pay with time or money. Um, we had a client, a prospect come through yesterday. They, they sell like money counters. You would have thought they have a big budget, actually. They sell money, <laughs> but they don't. They, have, they sell money counters in the US. It was a Chinese-based business, actually. And he said, do you have anything for $2,000? And I said to him, look, we don't. All our pricing is online. But I said, you know, dear prospect, I would be very careful in trying to hire someone. that you're, you're talking about doubling your sales. Mm. Who's going to do that for $2,000 a month? Good point. People will rip you off. They will take your money. But you're not going to get anything out of it and you're going to be burnt mm. so my advice to you is use that time to learn marketing do a little bit yourself focus on content and then maybe use a bit of budget to do a little bit of paid media ads and amplify your content mm. and focus on a couple of small things at a time you know because we know we can't help you so you, you do have to consider that now the once you sort of get to a level where you actually need help on the marketing side you can outsource Uh, your marketing right Mm -hmm. so we still do that at red pandas we still people pay us and we do their marketing for them the thing is tony and i and i had this kind of like epiphany like about a year or so ago if we do our job really right we actually make ourselves redundant if we're honest and we're a good business and we really care about our clients and every agency you know listening you know to this should actually feel this way if you do a good job you're going to make yourself redundant Mm. but the thing is Agencies just want clients on these roller coasters because they have nothing else to offer them. They don't Mm. want to lose their business. So I I, I will say like to outsource your marketing, say you're, I don't know, you're a million dollar, $2 million plus company, right? You have eight or nine, you know, 10 people. Maybe that's when you can start looking at outsourcing your marketing. Mm. You start paying them because the pros of that is they'll get you up quickly. Um, You know, there's some specialist skills as well. They'll get some ads running for you. Uh, You get some content, but even that's probably not the end result. That should only be a temporary thing.
1: Hmm. I, I like what you say because like to take it in-house, you have to understand the amount of grind and work that a, a marketer does, right? I spent at least a decade maybe learning, you know, paid ads, learning copywriting, learning advertising, marketing. And you know, if you come with an agency, yeah, you can get that straight away and pay a monthly retainer, right? And that's what I want to come into about the pros and cons. I love Red Panda, how, you know, you can come into, like, an agency, get it done by us, right? It's fantastic stuff. And then you kind of graduate, like you say, and you move on to the coaching, right? But, like, what are the pros and cons of, like, um, you know, like, get it done, you know, from a, you know, like, get it done for you and get done by us? And-
0: yeah. So, I mean, like I said, the pros of the agency side, you, you get done work, you know, as soon as you don't have to kind of go through that, they can help you with strategy, They can help you get up and running they can help you with some basics right and for a lot of businesses that's really good but there's some cons as well right and that's something you know we're very aware of because we have clients in this space i'm going to be really brutal here really honest so like we do content for clients but we're never going to be able to do content like they can do it in-house, never, because we're not going to speak in that authentic voice. We try really hard, and I like to think that we do it as best as any agency could, but it's still not going to be the same as in-house, right? That authentic voice in the business, you're rubbing shoulders with your peers, you're able to ask these questions, you're there, right? The other thing is the speed of execution, it's faster than you might be able to do it yourself, but it's slower than it could be because an agency is still juggling you you're not you don't you're not the only client that's true right and if you're the only only client they're not a good agency mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is only going to last until they get more clients so at red pandas we we try to sort of minimize that risk by saying every account manager only has 5 or 6 clients maximum yeah because our theory is okay well if we have 5 clients then there's 5 days in a week one day a week per client that should be enough time and of course then there's another team as well so you know, um, you should always ask your agency or prospective agency if you're outsourcing is how many clients do you guys have per account manager? What's the load, right? Rather than saying, are you guys busy? Do you have capacity? Ask them very direct, specific questions. The other con is, uh, like I said, you're competing with the agency's other clients. When the bills stop, so too too do the results. So -hmm. you stop paying them, the results stop as well. And also, I believe it's more expensive in the long run. Now, there's another one. There's another option we can talk about and that's an area that we're pivoting into we sort of try to graduate clients from the marketing retainers to coaching mm. so we coach them to take their marketing in-house we okay. coach and train them to take their marketing in-house and we can talk about that if you want
1: coaching eh? so um yeah that's interesting coaching because right? it seems like um i know the industry talks about coaching and stuff but like I feel like this is a new industry, you know that you know we're offering. Can you speak a little bit more about that, mode? So the idea is because
0: I, I speak to clients about this all the time now, and they're like, um, and we're like, oh look, you know, you guys should take it in-house, and they they don't get it at first. They're like, aren't you trying to make money? Like, don't you have to? Mm. Eat? Like, how does this help you? <laughs> I'm like, well, it does help us, right? Because think about it, you can't, you know, like one of the first things we say, hire content manager. So get a content manager, write minimum three articles per week. Like we're talking about the basics here, get the pages on your website. that answer all the buyers questions, do the basics, right? That there's enough, more than enough for a full-time role. Now you could have that person and then be the guinea pig, your business be the guinea pig, or you can get training and coaching. So what we do, we actually do, and it's different. And the only other mob that does this is impact our business partners. And we're now doing it in Australia where we actually coach and train them to take their marketing in-house. And depending on how fast they want to go, we train them over a year or 18 months or you know two years. So between a year and two years, we coach them. They get a head coach who's like their accountability partner, a content coach, a marketing automation coach, a video coach. What else we got?
1: Any coach they need?
0: Um, there's there's fi- fixed coach coaches. Also, I mean, this is probably rare for the because paid media is so specialist. Mm. But if they're a big, big team, paid media coaching as well. Fantastic. So co- and our sales coaching. Very, very important sales coaching. So for this to work, because people will often say, oh, we've tried Content Moby, we've tried, doesn't work. It's like, well, okay, let me ask you a question. What percentage of your content do the sales people use in their sales process? So out of maybe five customers that they're dealing with, prospects, how many of them are they actually sending content to? Mm -hmm. If it's zero or one, then you're not doing it properly you're not like your your sales people are not respecting your content so there's it's not only writing content but also getting sales to respect the content getting them part of the revenue team and then also training sales to use that content in the sales process
1: oh wow that's fantastic that's like saying um and we get this where we get the marketing manager that's always by themselves and you're saying that this process puts the sales team and the marketing department together and yeah. unified.
0: Yeah, so I, 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 I know you're thinking about one of our clients and, and uh, we won't say her name, but yeah, you're right. Someone comes to mind where she's doing a lot of content but the sales team doesn't respect it, mm. right? So the thing is, you can't be... I heard this uh, from my, my friend and, and business partner, Zach Basner. You can't be a prophet in your own town. You need external help okay so it's very very hard the bigger the organization it is doesn't matter how friendly you are how good at sort of you know stakeholder engagement and management you are the problem is everyone has their own tasks and everyone has their own things that they need to do so it's very hard to be a profit in your own town you need external help even us when we do our strategy sessions we'll often get external help
1: hmm. just
0: for an external voice to kind yeah. of keep us on task so someone like that i would say that you need to get your sales people trained and it's not your job you need to get them trained to respect your content and use content in the buying process help you with the ideas and the other thing as well things like video like using one-to-one video Mm. sending videos after you send a proposal or for follow-ups or things like that so it it, it falls into sales coaching as well so we do a lot of sales coaching but the point is it's not for everyone so if you want we can talk about now the
1: factors that make it right yeah well can i just ask about pros and cons as well because it's on the article that i've read (laughs) and we'll link it in the show notes there is a a helpful article that talks
0: about the difference between marketing retainers and marketing coaching yeah Yeah, but it
1: talks about having upper management or like the ceo to be involved what does that mean i'm a little bit confused about that
0: like any initiative if uh and i've had this too like if the senior engagement uh, senior leadership is not involved then we're like it's not going to work you can forget it so Senior leadership needs to be brought into the fact that to be the most trusted voice in the space, to be the most dominant voice in the space, we have to talk about things our competitors don't want to talk about. We've got to talk about our buyers' concerns, fears, questions. Mm. If they, We need to be the Wikipedia of our industry. That's where the content manager role kind of comes in. It's easy to say and everyone says yes, but it's actually not easy in principle because mm. like, oh, we don't want to talk about pricing. Uh, We don't want to talk about, you know, problems with our product. We don't want to talk about the fears because then we're going to talk, we're going to remind them about those things. But this is the thing. That's such a, a dumb, ignorant thought. Because when we're in buying mode, what do we do? Like I've spoken about this in the past. Like, you know, my wife bought a Prado. She was looking for problems with Prado. You, the thing is you only look for problems when of something when you're interested in buying it. Yeah. So, if a buyer has a concern, you know your product's not perfect, our product's not perfect, it's not for everyone. So, sometimes it's a problem for certain people, not for everyone. Mm. If they have a concern and a problem, you should address that. Interesting. So, that's a tough pill to swallow. So, we, the first thing is to get leadership on board the way the modern buyer sells and consumes and the idea that 80% of the decision is made before they even talk to your salespeople. That's step one. So, you know, if that doesn't happen, then it doesn't work. Oh, I love it. Um, Anything else? That uh, Look, the only other thing I'll say is one thing we haven't spoken about is like, and this does vary, right? But it's like the money. So, funnily enough, training and coaching costs a lot more than marketing done for you. Costs okay. a lot more. Because you are being trained on the skills to have, and the reason why we do it, I should mention, is that's where you get the results. So outsourcing your marketing you'll get some results of course you will but it's not going to be like when you take it in-house mm. so that's why we love it because clients get so much more results when they take marketing in-house when they're doing video content um you know like even you know like even ads i mean that's for more advanced you know you know people but when they're doing that stuff in-house they get more results and selfishly we like that because a better case study for us yeah but at the same time. It costs more. It does cost more. You have to hire a content manager and you've got to pay for our coaching or someone else's coaching and and training services for a year or two. But in the longer run, it is actually cheaper because you're investing in-house and your employees are happier. And marketers want to learn and grow. That's one thing we know about marketers. The, The other caveat, I will say, it doesn't work for all skills like you know, like what you do, Tony, paid media is very specialist. Mm. Like it's, like you said, it's taking you 10 years to get to that. Mm. So, yeah, maybe if you've done the outskirts for a little while and you're in an industry where you don't need two technical skills, maybe you can get paid media coaching, but I wouldn't recommend it for everyone. Then also there's like, um, say, you know, IT or, or technicals things, technical. you know, uh, maybe your e-commerce brand. I still recommend you do videos in-house, but maybe the high-end videos you should you know engage you know, someone like aim visuals over there so AM. you know what i mean so um yeah it, it's not for everyone now the final thing i'll say is like how what should you know you be uh, your size of business i'd say once you're at that 5 million dollar mark that generally i we've got we've got clients that spend that actually make less than that but that's the level where we find you know 5 10 million dollar mark the minimum for them coaching is the right option interesting So it's not only yes it's the best option but it's not the best option for everyone because if you just started yesterday you know you're not going to pay someone seven eight ten thousand dollars for coaching mm. it's not worth it for you sure. you're just trying to get you know like food yeah. on the table sure so for you I if you're a startup or a scale up uh, not even a scale up a startup I'd say invest in the time to do a couple of things really well content do that yourself then once you get to sort of like a million two million dollar mark then you can look at engaging the agency to do marketing for you. Once you get five, ten million up, that's when it's probably a good idea to get some coaching. Mm. So if you're, I, I will, I will sort of say companies that are sort of ten million ish, that, that's often the perfect time to consider uh, sales and marketing coaching and training.
1: Yeah, fantastic. But and if you don't fall within those um, brackets, you know, send us a message. Maybe we can help you out. Yeah, everything. Everyone's different.
0: Like yeah. I said, we have clients that make a lot more than that. We have clients that make a lot less than that doing coaching, but. You know, it
1: depends on your pro your product, your margins, that type of thing. Absolutely. Okay. And that wraps it up for uh, feature buzz, marketing agencies versus marketing coaches. Um, our next segment is can we fix so, it? So this is okay, let's hit the intro music first. Moby All
0: right, so today's an interesting one because we we're thinking about. Usually, we we have like a list of people that we can do for can we fix it. So, by the way, if you want your brand, your business to be reviewed on can we fix it, uh, send us a message on LinkedIn, on Instagram. Uh, probably that probably the easiest ways to find us. Go to our website and hey say hey, you know what, go at it review my website or review my my friend's website or whatever because this week we couldn't think of anything Mm. like what are we going to talk about today right so like look we're just going to write a bunch of we're going to wing it i don't know if this is a good idea we thought write a bunch of random businesses on a bunch of pieces of paper and pick one out and just randomly do it ad hoc as a bit of a fun thought experiment okay sounds fun so i want to get you to do this okay as tony does that if you want to watch the video version of what we're doing visit redpandas.com.au forward slash ep128 and the lucky business is oh my god gracie Parramatta. so this is the jujitsu gym that me and our video friends fung and jay go to as well um, and let's just go on their website right this is interesting We had some really funny ones in there. We had like Indian restaurant, we had like a dog coat company. So, maybe we can do some of those later, but let's go to Gracie Parramatta. Awesome. So, uh, if you don't know what Jiu Jitsu is, uh, firstly, it's not karate, but you know, that's one of the bugbears if you say to someone who does Jiu Jitsu, is it like karate? That'll really (laughs) piss them off. So, if you want to piss them off, say that. Uh, But the best way I can explain it like a a dojo, like a karate gym or a taekwondo gym or whatever, it's, it's a martial art, right? Now this is a pretty interesting one so i'll go on the website here and you can see that and so i go to this gym and i'm going to send this to my coaches as well george and jason so if you guys don't like it you can take care of me on the mat but um i'm just going to be really honest with you right so we've got the website and again if you want to see it check out redpandas.com.au forward slash ep128 there's a video there and can there's I, some stuff
1: can i just say i think i see you on the website Moby. I remember yeah. seeing you in a Yeah, I've got a
0: white belt, which I have been for many years and I uh, probably will be for many more years. Uh, but anyway, so, okay, this is quite interesting. This is one of the things that I find with sports clubs in general that or gyms or whatever, right? So, this is good for anyone who, if you know anyone who runs a gym or, or owns a gym or marketing for a gym or a fitness thing, whatever, you guys have this weakness where you feel like you just need to make these sexy videos. There's nothing wrong with sexy videos. They're very nice. But that's not the thing that's actually going to get people interested in what you do. So, for, you know, Gracie, right, uh, they have like three or four classes a day. Wow. And what I would do is I would focus on an actual technique. So, if you don't know anything about jiu-jitsu, it's a lot of it's self-defense, right? So, for example, how to stop an intruder grabbing your hand or if it, or if um, an intruder grabs your, your kids, you know, from behind, what they can do to, you know, like, you know, disable or like the kid might not disable them but break free and run away Mm. right really functional stuff for some reason sports brands have this weakness or or fitness companies that everything has to be polished and sexy and nice and people sweating and having a lot of fun that's important but you guys you got to function focus on the really functional stuff Mm. like tips
1: and tricks you know that's number one um what, what comes to your mind so on tips and tricks Moby are we are you, are we recommending them to post on the website or repurpose on social media? What's Re- really good question. Really good question. So, I think one thing that
0: um, they should have, that Gracie Parramatta should have is like a learning center. And I think there should be a category there where there's like a feature tip. But a lot of the syndication absolutely is going to be on social media. Now, on the website, uh, it's funny because George, the coach, was saying people spend a lot of time on the website. But we need to have things like pricing right? We need to, like jujitsu is a very, it's a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Intimate sport, mm. right? Like when COVID happened, it's like the worst thing you could do during COVID because <laughs> like you're right up in there in someone's grill, their crutches on you. Like if you don't know what you're looking at, like it looks weird, right? Yes. You're very close. So the why I say that is there's a high barrier to entry with jujitsu. It's one of those sports, you know, like maybe like combat sports, it's a high barrier to entry because people think it's uncomfortable. But once they get in, there, they they love it. So, I'd address those queries, problems, concerns on the website. You know, you might have a section that says, new here, question mark, right? Questions you might have. And it's like, you know, am I going to have, uh, am I going to get hurt? Mm. Do I need a level of fitness? One thing I hear with my friends all the time saying that, oh, I'll do jujitsu once I get fit. So, even something like that, should you do jujitsu once you get fit? The answer is no, like you do jiu-jitsu to get fit. Hmm. So all those questions and concerns and, and fears that people have should be on the knowledge center. And I'd actually have them high up. This, look, this video is great, right? But this doesn't do anything for me. It just shows a bunch of people in their pajamas throwing each other around, right? That's if I don't know, If I don't know what I'm looking at. So I'd literally have like something like, new here, download the, um, the new student guide to jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Right? Like a lead magnet? Like a a lead magnet, everything you know, right? The new student guide. And it's like what you can expect during week one, what you can expect during week two, over your first month, how long does it take to get a belt? Is it safe? If I'm a woman, uh, so like, you know, my wife, she, you know, she was like the women's class that Gracie Parramatta was a, a, a lot, big reason what driven was people like her. You know, mm. like, because, you know, she wears a hijab, she doesn't want to roll with men. But like a lot of women don't want to roll with men, mm. right? So, what if I'm a woman? Do I have to roll with men? Do I have to fight? You know, things like when I first got into jiu-jitsu, I didn't know the difference between jiu-jitsu and MMA. Mm. I didn't know the difference. I'm like, so I thought it has striking in it too. So, really, like, so a guide like that would be great. So, then once you have that guide, you could nurture them over a couple of weeks, mm. right? So, one week could be the benefits of jiu-jitsu. You know, another we could be how jiu-jitsu helps, you know, from self-defense. Another 100%. one could be, and I honestly believe this, jiu-jitsu is one of those things. It is the, one of the most efficient things you can do. Because in one workout, you get strength. Yeah. You get cardio. Because a lot of breathing, yeah. as you and I know, Tony. <laughs> you get cardio. You get self-defense. Now... I, like, I'm a busy guy. I don't have time to go to the gym for strength yeah. and self-defense and this and that. I'm lazy when it comes to my fitness. Yeah. If I can have all in one thing, I'll do it. So, you know what I mean? You could actually nurture them that way. So, I think there's so many things we could do. We don't have a lot of time on the show today, but essentially, like, answering their questions, concerns mm-hmm. via a, like, a guide, you know, like a buyer's guide. Yeah. You know, new to jiu-jitsu. And you might also have like a, you know, book an appointment. Now, this might sound silly, but even like booking a video call, mm. right? Like booking a video call is like, you know, book an appointment, right? Book a no-obligation appointment, you know, yep. uh, online. I love that. The person doesn't have to come in. Like, you know how much of a, like a fear it is to like yeah. walk into
1: a gym for the first time? 100%. It's, huge.
0: it's absolutely huge. People don't want to do that. So, book a friendly video call.
1: Especially when there's like... A- combat sport people a bit scared they don't know anything about the coach yeah so it's good to have that video yeah now the the site does a lot of things
0: it's very friendly that's got kids there it shows you people smiling and does that beautifully right but it doesn't have we don't we're not answering their fears questions concerns and a lot of the videos and i do have the benefit of seeing a lot of their videos there's too much polish Mm. People don't give a shit about polish. They really don't, and I'm really sorry, George. And they're probably going to, you know, beat me over the head with this. But don't worry, I'm not going to share it with too many people. But the thing is, let's get really functional. Right, you have seven classes or three or four classes a day. You've you've got three or four like little one minute videos you could do. Mm. Just pick one day where we're doing really functional stuff. Let's stop focusing on trying to get our content perfect. Our content perfect.
1: Fantastic. I think there's one point that I like you nailed on the spot is like a pricing guide because like there's so many jujitsu gyms and there's like people want to know how much they're gonna pay for it. You know what I mean and. People are doing fitness, they're doing so many different stuff, you know, and they just want to know how much it is, you know. And you kind of like honestly pre-qualify who's going to be a free trialer and who's going to actually sign up. I think
0: it's important. I've actually heard from George that he reckons when he tells people the price, they thought it was going to be more. Okay. So, you know what I mean? Like, again, like I just spoke about the value prop. Now, every, every gym is going to be different. The value prop for Jiu-Jitsu is very specific, but you can do a bunch of things. So, you could have pricing. Like, I honestly think that pricing should just be there. Clear mm. cut, not a range, but even a range. You could even have a range there. You could even have a comparison table that says if you do jujitsu jitsu compared to gym and compa- like a normal gym yep. and a PT, a personal trainer, this is what the equivalent would be. Yeah. And a self defense class. This is what it would be. I love that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because the absence of value, people will compare you on price. Yeah. So that's what Gracie Parimata
1: should do. And I think one more about content is, I've met a lot of people that say, "Oh, why don't I go do kickboxing or boxing or Muay Thai? Maybe a comparison between those three sports." Hundred
0: percent. Nailed it. Nailed mm. it on the head. Boxing versus jujitsu. Mm. Right you know boxing you can't do it until into your 30s if you want to be punch drunk unless <laughs> yeah. you want to be punch drunk jiu-jitsu you can do it until you're 80. yeah you know what I mean? you, like well if you're doing it when you're young yeah you can do it almost forever yeah 100 yeah nailed it on the head tony so like those those fees concerns those uh we talk about the big five questions people have when they're ready to pull out their wallets mm. this versus this absolutely
1: man i, I love this um Probably your professor takes this and, you know. <laughs>
0: now, I mean, I, sp- I spoke a big game because the camera's on. And as soon as we stop recording, I'm going to be like sweating bullets now, you know. But no, no, they're good. They're, they're humble people. I think they'll take it the right way.
1: Jay and Fung's f- filming as well, just FYI. <laughs> yeah, I know. But they're all right. They're fine. <laughs> okay, cool. And that's it for today's Buzz, Um Inbound Buzz podcast, episode 128. My name is Tony Cow, and, you know, Um, You can find this episode at redpandas.com.au forward slash EP128. 100%.
0: Thanks, guys. See you next time.
1: Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want
0: to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound
1: Buzz hit.